Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this evening on a Wednesday night. It's our night of, um, I'm going to say worship because we worship the Lord every time that we open up his word and we just brag on Jesus. Amen. Um, and so it's our night of uh, live stream service and uh, night of worship, night of praise, night of study, night of opening up his word and getting fresh and new revelation. Uh, so thank you for joining me tonight. I pray in the name of Jesus that all of our live stream uh, services are a blessing to every single one of you as you continue to join us every time that we have our live stream on Sundays as well as on Wednesday night. So we just want to thank you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for always being with us. There's so many of you that reach out on a weekly basis and uh, just kind of... Uh, uh, share with me, you know, what the Lord's been dealing uh, with you in your heart and you reach out and you want to know what the Lord has been dealing with me or with pastor and, and what we're going to be sharing on Wednesday night, for example. And it's a blessing. It's a real blessing to know that, you know, you're out there and you're hungry and uh, you want to know more of the things of God and you just want uh, beautiful revelations of what God has in store for every single one of us. So thank you. Thank you for joining us and thank you for inviting us into your living space and into your homes as you always do on Wednesdays. Um, shout out to me and let me know if you're joining us and from where are you joining us this evening. I, don't, I know that we are live on Facebook as well as on our YouTube channel. So Georgie, I see you're on. Praise the name of the Lord. Happy anniversary. Uh, I mentioned that to you just recently. I know that you and Evie uh, celebrated your anniversary as well, February is a month of love and filled with uh, anniversaries and birthdays, at least in our household. It's filled with all of that. But um, yeah, shout out to me and let me know that you're joining us tonight. And be sure to uh, have, begin a watch party. Start sharing this with your friends. If for any reason you're watching this other than during our live stream service, maybe you're going to watch it later on tonight or maybe some of you watch it. Uh, throughout the week or tomorrow, that's totally okay. You can uh, share this message. Just go ahead and share it on our YouTube channel. That way folks can subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to take a moment and ask you to do so. Uh, go ahead and click on subscribe in our YouTube channel and hit the bell so that that way every time that we're on live, you'll get a notification and you can join us right then and there as soon as we're, we're live. So uh, once again, Pastor and I send our, our Pastor sends his love and uh, we just are thrilled that you are always with us on a Wednesday night. But tonight I'm going to go right into it. Um, we're going to be continuing. The Lord's been stirring in my heart to bring this up again, but we're going to be continuing with our Mysteries of the Inheritance uh, theme series, however you want to call it. I, I didn't necessarily call it a series per se, but kind of a theme, if you will, that we started sometime uh, the latter part of last year. And I don't know about you, if you haven't listened to any of those messages, I encourage you to do so because they were a blessing, a real, real blessing. But again, the title of what we've been discussing throughout these months is Mysteries of the Inheritance. And then we've tagged a line to that because it has been uh, a beautiful revelation as to what we as sons and daughters of the Most High God uh, are promised. 
through his word. So the topics that we brought on this series so far have been, and many of you that are our regular Wednesday night watchers, uh, you'll recall these titles. But for example, back in September, we kicked it off with Mysteries of the Inheritance, and it was Crowning the Faithful. That was such an incredible message because it had to do with the rewards that we as uh, faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ will be rewarded uh, when we are before the presence of the Lord in our glorified bodies. So listen to that message when you get an opportunity. It was back in September, but it was crowning the faithful. And then in October, we had uh, one entitled Mysteries of the Inheritance, and, the, and it was the Blessings of the Faithful. If you recall that one, that one, again, was a very beautiful uh, topic of discussion as well. It almost seems that for the exception of the month of November, which was a tough month, uh, but it almost seems as though this has been so far a monthly theme or a monthly series. So as I was uh, studying the uh, the one that we're going to be talking about tonight, and I started to look back at our at this theme that we've been discussing, it's almost been like a monthly theme. So that's been kind of neat to see. Uh, then we had Mysteries of the Inheritance, The Hope of Eternal Life, and that was in December. That was another amazing, amazing teaching. And then uh, finally in January, just last month, we had Mysteries of the Inheritance, the seal of the Holy Spirit of Promise. And that kind of coincided with the series that we did in our church on Sundays uh, with the Acts of the Holy Spirit that we had in the month of January. So I, I want to encourage you that if you haven't listened to any of those messages to go back. And uh, if you even did, then go back and kind of refresh your memory on those teachings because they will surely bless your heart. Thank you, Dallas, for uh, joining us tonight and for those of you that are uh, starting to come on online. So tonight's subject is mysteries of the inheritance are spiritual adoption so for those of you that are taking notes be sure that you take that note as the title of tonight's teaching so mysteries of the inheritance are spiritual adoption and i pray in the name of jesus that this message this teaching will be uh, just such a fresh revelation to you and it'll be a blessing to you in jesus mighty name can i hear an amen to that Hallelujah. In the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, we find that Paul mentions the word inheritance quite a few times. You'll see that in, in, uh, in uh, the book of uh, the first chapter in the book of Ephesians. So you can go back and study that at your leisure. Uh, near the beginning of the Pentateuch, the Pentateuch is actually uh, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible but they are our five uh, books as well because it's Genesis to uh, Deuteronomy. But what we find there is an account of God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 15. You can jot that down and look uh, at that at another time. Uh, but we find here the concept of inheritance already appears four times. It already appears here four, four times. You can see that in Genesis 15 in chapter and verses number 3, 4, 7, and 8. Uh, inheritance 
is a thing that is inherited. We covered that at the first part of this series. Uh, it is a legacy, an endowment, uh, a birthright. Uh, I pointed this out in one of the earlier messages as well, but the Vines Expository Dictionary spells it out as strictly means to receive by lot, to possess, in a more general sense, to possess oneself of uh, and to obtain. So this topic of inheritance is critical to understand in the life of the believer because uh, the reason i say that it's it's because in order for us to better to to get a better uh, understanding to comprehend better this life in christ that we live that we have uh through obviously the redemption uh that we have through jesus christ the son of the living god it's 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 very vital for us to understand all of the inheritance topic uh concerning us in our in our spiritual walk because in order for us to be able to do so um we can then uh, get a hold of all of the blessings, all of the things that are ours to obtain, ours to hold, ours to possess, because we have that inheritance through the Father and through the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I hope that makes sense to you. But again, going back to those topics that we've already discussed, for example, the crowning of the faithful and the blessings of the faithful and the hope of the eternal life and the seal of the Holy Spirit of promise and then tonight's topic on our spiritual adoption, all of it comes together. All of it is uh, just one big conglomeration of uh, of goodness and of gifts and of all of the good that entails God and how we are then given that through our spiritual adoption through uh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, our spiritual adoption is the heart of the gospel. I want you to hear this. Our spiritual adoption is the heart of the gospel. It's the hope and promise that we have when we come to Christ. And now, I'm not really sure if our audience at any given time uh, it is not necessarily a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe you're tuning in today and you are just curious as to what this preacher girl has to say uh, tonight. And maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to not tune off and not uh, click the X key and exit out of this message. Take a listen and give uh, this message an opportunity for you to better understand what we have as a follower of Jesus Christ and as a son or, and a daughter of the Heavenly Father. Uh, and those of you that are believers, Again, don't tune out because this is something that we have to get a better understanding because in order for us to get a bet in order for us to live an effective life, an effective walk as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to understand these promises that are ours. Amen. So rather than um, tuning into negativity, rather than tuning into uh, the 
the the trials and tribulations that we face uh, maybe for some of us or for some of you uh, on a very consistent basis either or whatever it is you're going through these things that we are teaching these things that we are learning from the biblical perspective of the inheritances that we possess as a child of the living god we have to take into account no matter what we're going through does that make sense come on talk to me somebody hallelujah i hope that blesses you that that little description i hope it blesses you um adoption is the action or fact of legally taking another's child and bringing that child up as one's own okay we know cases in which a son or daughter has been adopted into a family and then that child becomes their own as if they were biologically birthed from the adopting parents amen if they have had other biological children, there's no distinction between the adopted one or the other. Adoption is a beautiful thing to witness. It's absolutely beautiful. As a matter of fact, uh, at Heartbeat of Miami Pregnancy Help Medical Clinics, uh, which is a ministry that our church, our ministry supports, uh, and, and many of our church uh, members um, uh, support a uh, heartbeat of Miami pregnancy health medical clinics as well. Um, it's a ministry also that I work uh, for, I work at and uh, adoption is actually something that is offered to women and couples with an unplanned or an unwanted pregnancy. There have been many adoptions through heartbeat of Miami. I encourage you to look at, look at them, uh, look for them on their website at heartbeat of Miami, um, dot org. Uh, we brought when we brought the series last year on being grafted in. How many of you remember that? Uh, th that series on being grafted in was one of the most powerful and I believe intense uh, teachings that we brought in our church for an entire month series. It was entitled "Grafted In." So for those of you that are watching tonight and maybe you're not uh, a member of Word of Faith Global Ministries, I encourage you to go back and. And, and listen to all of those messages that we had uh, with regards to the title of Grafted In. But you may recall that um, the powerful depiction of when one surrenders their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are then grafted in with the root. I remember I brought several pictures when I taught this series at our church and we gave a bunch of pictures that I hope you can look at and review and 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 really meditate on with regards to this teaching but it was such a powerful message but we discussed how when a scion is grafted into the rootstock of an olive tree after some time it will look as if there's only one tree. So again, just imagine it becoming one and then it looked as though it was one tree. And and if I would have uh, had uh, the time, I would have brought those pictures into play, but I didn't want to confuse you with that message or that series as opposed to this one. But on the inside, both plants maintain their identity or DNA but share their qualities and strengths with each other. 
And at the same time, they both benefit from the union. Do you remember my teaching that way back then? But spiritually speaking, when one surrenders their hearts to their lives, their hearts to Jesus Christ and become born again believers, God literally grafts us into his family. And that is a beautiful thing to understand. That is a very profound thing to understand. So one may deduce that this is another depiction of spiritual adoption. Okay, so let's go for a moment tonight to Romans chapter number eight, and we're going to begin reading tonight from verse one through verse 17. So for those of you that are taking notes, again, Romans chapter eight, one verse, uh, verse one through verses 17, and I'm going to go ahead and read it as slowly as I possibly can, because I know that I tend to go a little bit fast, but it says here, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can somebody shout amen to that? There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was, through the flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Watch this. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Notice here the capital S's versus the small S's, okay? Now, verse 5 says, For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, that's capital S, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death. Okay? But the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. So wouldn't you like to have a life of peace? Right? Who who wouldn't like to have abundant life? Who wouldn't have like to have glorious life? So for in order for us to be able to do that, we have to set our minds on the things of the spirit, not according to the things of the flesh. Now watch this. Verse 7 says, Because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God. So mindful a uh, uh, fleshly mindset is is set uh, is hostile towards God. Okay, it says, for it does not uh, subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So when we're acting in the things of the flesh, when we are thinking in the flesh, we're not pleasing to God. So that's something that we need to take into account in our daily walk with God, is that we need to set our minds on things above. We need to set our minds on the things of the spirit and not on the things of the flesh, because if we continue in the things of the flesh and the mindset on the flesh, we are not pleasing to God. And if that steps on your toes, then you can read verse eight again. It says it, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. God. So if you act in the flesh, if you react in the flesh, if you talk in the flesh, if you think in the flesh, 
you're not pleasing to God. Amen? All right. Verse 9 says, however, don't you like those howevers? However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. I'm going to repeat that because I'm speaking to quite a number of people here that are watching tonight. Those of you that have made comments and those of you that are intently listening and don't want to make comments. However, you, you, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. That's a capital S again, in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. So if the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you, if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've surrendered your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the spirit of God dwells in you. So here Paul is saying, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God lives in you, dwells in you. Can I get an amen to that? And it says, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive. That's a little less. That's the spirit. The inner man is alive because of righteousness. Watch this. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. What a promise that is. I don't know about you, my goodness, but I certainly get excited when I hear these promises of God in his word. Watch what verse 12 says. It says, so then, brethren, we are under obligation. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute, very briefly. But it says, then, so then, brethren, we are under obligation. Underline that. Highlight that. Not to the flesh. That's not our obligation. Is not unto the flesh. Okay? To live according to the flesh. For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. So in other words, this flesh has to die. But if you by the spirit, but if by the spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, but if by the spirit, you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. We're going right into our theme right now tonight. Watch this. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit, our inner man, that we are children of God. Watch what verse 17 says. And if children, heirs. Hallelujah. Also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Hallelujah. I absolutely love the word of God. Do you? Come on. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So as we read these foundational scriptures, um, in the first few verses that we just discussed, we find a clear teaching between the battle of the flesh and the spirit. We saw that here, okay? There's many other examples that I can give you. I didn't want to make this message super duper long, so we won't go into those verses necessarily. But here Paul is describing uh, or teaching us 
this uh, uh, between this battle between the flesh and the spirit in the first few verses that we read. There's a definite conflict that ensues between our flesh desires and that of the spirit. That's capital S again, the spirit of God. There's that there's that battle. There's that uh, uh, conflict that is that is uh, constantly at work. Uh, when it comes to our flesh and the spirit, the spirit of God, the dilemma is that we living in the flesh are inclined toward evil more so than good. That's that's the truth. That is what Paul is describing in these few, uh, few verses. He indicates in verse one through two that when we are in Christ Jesus, we have been set free. Can I get a hallelujah to that? And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you right here, right now, that is certainly some good news. And, and someone ought to shout amen, hallelujah to that. Uh, the mind that is set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. We discussed that just a minute ago. Which one would you prefer? Come on, talk to me, somebody. Which one would you rather have? The mind that is set on the flesh, which is death, or the mind that is set on the spirit, which is life and peace? I think it's a pretty easy uh, answer to that, right? However, if we are one with the Father through Jesus Christ, we are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if the spirit of God dwells in us, as we saw depicted in verse number nine. Verse 10 explains this well. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit, meaning our spirit, the little s, our inner man, is alive because of righteousness. Our righteousness is through Christ, of course. Because there is nothing good in us. There is no righteousness in us apart from Christ. But when we have Christ, we have the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, let's focus our attention for a moment to verses 14 through 17 tonight here. It says, I'm going to reread this very quickly so that it's fresh in your mind. It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and daughters of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by which we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So now that that's fresh in your mind, get a hold of it. I'm going to quote for you um, a couple of quotes here from my Perry Stone Hebraic Study Bible. But first, let me read verse 12 uh, a moment. Let me rewind a little bit here as a, for teaching purposes so that we can get a grasp of this. But um it says in verse 12, so then, brethren, we are under obligation. Remember, I told you I was going to touch on that very briefly. It says, we are under obligation. 
not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you're living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, related to this verse, I quote here, when a believer has been delivered from a sinful lifestyle or when the inclination for evil is brought under subjection, we owe a debt to God to serve him and follow his instruction for our lives. Amen, did you get that? Think about that for just a minute. Every single one of us who came and who've come to Christ, every single one of us, so any single person that has never come to Christ, we live in a sinful nature. We are inclined for evil and not for good. But when we uh, we become believers, when we give our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we have that inclination of evil that we brought under subjection, we owe a great amount of debt to God. Can I get an amen? And that's what Paul is saying here in verse number 12. 12, when he says, so then, brethren, we are under obligation. He's he's really making this statement very strong. We are under obligation. So I say to us tonight as well, for those of us who have been delivered from a sinful lifestyle, because every single one of us has. Every single one, one of us has needed a, rede a redeemer, has needed redemption, hallelujah, has needed salvation. So I'm letting you know very strongly, just as Paul said here in verse 12, we are under obligation to serve the living God. We owe a debt of gratitude to serve God for the rest of our lives. Amen. Not just for a certain amount of time, but for every single day of our lives, we owe a debt to God to serve him and to follow his instruction for our lives. Now, pertaining to verses four, 14 through 15, look at this eye-opening statement. Are you listening tonight? It says, Paul contrasts two spirits, the spirit of adoption and the spirit of bondage or slavery. We have these two contrasting spirits that he talks about. Under spiritual adoption, God is a person's father. We talked about uh, fatherhood this past Sunday uh, as this, um, this month's series at our church is uh, the love of the father. So I hope you listen to that message on on Sunday and throughout the the uh, next few Sundays in the month of February as we bring those uh, messages in, in, in our series. Um, so under spiritual adoption, listen to this. I want you to get a hold of this tonight. Are you listening? Under spiritual adoption, God is a person's father. But when we live under spiritual bondage to sin, Satan then becomes a person's spiritual father. That is, that is strong. Listen, Satan's plan is to return us to bondage as we walk away from the spirit of God to serve our flesh. So we should steer clear away. I can't stress this enough. We, we should steer clear away from serving our flesh and living under the bondage of sin as that would indicate that we have replaced our Heavenly Father with Satan. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
What an eye-opening statement, to say the least. Now, watch the beauty of, uh, of, of the heart of the gospel. Because as a new covenant believer, we are now joint heirs with Christ. And this is where our spiritual adoption comes in. So that's where this good news of the gospel comes in. God owns everything. He owns it all. And we are heirs with him. And since God gave all things to Christ, we then become joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. The King James Study Bible notes, the Holy Spirit places the believer as a son in God's family. Abba is the intimate name used only by members of the family. Its use here denotes the intimacy of the believer, of the believer's relation to God. That's a beautiful statement because that right there expresses the intimacy that we have with Abba Father, with the Father. Abba means Father. So here, what the King James Study Bible is explaining is that is that the Holy Spirit here places uh, the believer as a son in God's family. And then uh, we become this a member of this family and it is an intimacy of the believer in relation to God. So our relationship with God becomes one that is intimate. That is one of father and son, father and daughter. Amen? A pure one. Hallelujah an intimate one, one that knows the other well. Hallelujah. Do you know that slaves in ancient times were never allowed to say Abba to their masters or call their masters Abba? This is why Paul states in verse 15 that we have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but we've received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, Abba, Father. Adopted sons and daughters share the same rights and privileges as one born in the family. Amen? Ephesians 3, 6, for those of you taking notes, says to be specific that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Right then and there, that gives you yet another promise of being heirs. Ephesians 1, 5 says he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Glory to God. Galatians 4, 5 says, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Do you see here the connection in how several verses talks about being adopted into the family of God. I'm going to uh, point out uh, what the Matthew Henry commentary says, and I quote, in these words, 
the apostle describes a fourth illustrious branch of the happiness of believers, namely a title to the future glory. This is fitly annexed to our sonship, for as the adoption of sons entitles us to that glory, so the disposition of sons fits and prepares us for it. If children, then heirs, as we read in Romans 8.17. In earthly inheritances, this rule does not hold. Only the firstborn are heirs. Listen to this. In earthly inheritances, so what we encounter here in the earthly realm, this rule does not hold because only the firstborn are heirs. But the church is a church of firstborn, for they are all heirs. I love that description right there. Heaven is an inheritance that all saints are heirs to. Heaven is an inheritance that all the saints, who's all the saints? We are. We are the church. We are the saints. We are the bride of Christ. We are the body of Christ. All of this depicts the same exact thing. So if therefore we are the church, which is the firstborn, listen to this, we are all heirs. Heaven is our inheritance to all the saints and to the church. They do not come to it as purchasers by any merit or procurement of their own, but as heirs purely by the act of God, for God makes heirs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that. Because we have been adopted into God's family, we can freely enjoy serving God without fear of condemnation, and we can enjoy the riches of his kingdom. Listen, as long as we are living righteously before God, Amen. As long as we are living according to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is, not according to the things of the flesh, we can freely enjoy serving God without fear of condemnation. And we can enjoy the riches of his kingdom. And that is so beautiful to understand because then we understand, we fully understand the heart of the Father. Hallelujah. And because we have been adopted into God's family, we then inherit God's kingdom and sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Wow. We will reign together with him in the millennium. Uh, Revelation 20 uh, depicts that. And because of our spiritual adoption as joint heirs with Christ, we inherit all things. Everybody say all things, all things, and partake of his glory. Revelation 21, 7 and John 17, 24. I'm not going to read those, but those of you that take notes, you can jot those down. Revelation 21, 7 and John uh, 17, 4. But this is such wonderful, these are such wonderful promises. Now, if we take a deeper look at the verses we read in Romans 8, we realize that what Paul is writing in verses 1 through 13 is about the battle between the flesh and the spirit. We just talked about that a second ago. But watch this. He deliberately makes a transition of sorts in verse 15 
uh, um, for the reader then to recognize that we've been set free from the bondage of sin and we've received the spirit of adoption. So can I say this? Don't mess around with the past. Don't mess around with past sins that have already been forgiven. Don't even scratch the surface of the things that God has through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, already forgiven us. Because as we saw here in verse number one of chapter number eight, that there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So this spirit of adoption that has set us free from the bondage of sin helps us to understand that we need not continue living in a life of sin. And at the same time, know that when we have asked God through his son Jesus for the, for forgive, to forgive us of our sins, we are therefore forgiven of our sins and set free of it. So we need not visit it. Amen? So I want you to understand that. We can't even begin to entertain the sins of the past that are under the blood already. Because when we do, we limit ourselves and we actually even question, can I dare say, the forgiveness of God through Christ in Christ Jesus. So keep in the forefront of your minds that we have been set free and that we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. Say amen to that. Therefore, as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father, our desire must be to yield to Him and to be led by the Spirit and not our fleshly desires, which we know lead to death. Now, very quickly here, for those of you that have your Bibles readily available, I want you to turn to Galatians 4, 1 through 7, for just a quick moment as we start to bring this down to a close for tonight. Galatians 4, 1 through 7. Thank you all for joining us and thank you again for our media director, Jennifer, who's posting the scripture verses there so you can all follow along. It says here in Galatians 4, 1 through 7, now I say as long as there, as, as long as the heir is a child, he does not defer at all from a slave, although he is, he is owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers, managers until the date set by the father. So we too, when we were children, we were led in bondage under the elementary principles of the world. Watch this. Verse 4. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Isn't that beautiful? So the Zondervan Illustrated Bible describes it this way. God sent his son to be born into the human condition under law. 
and that God's promise, uh, that God's purpose, excuse me, in doing so, in so doing, was to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons. We were not merely children who needed to grow up. We had become slaves of sin and as such, and as such needed to be redeemed, bought out, out of out of our bondage that we might enter the new family christ brought us into being by his death and resurrection listen to what it says here adoption expresses both the redemption and the new relation of true of trust and love for because you are sons god sent the spirit of his son into our hearts the spirit who calls out abba father verse six Hallelujah. The adoption brought us from slavery to sonship and heirship. Hallelujah. So did you catch the last two sentences here? Adoption expresses both the redemption and the new relation of trust and love. For because you are sons, for because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out Abba, Father. The adoption brought us from slavery to sonship and heirship. Wow. Wow. What, what a process, if you will. What, what a clear depiction of the heart of God and of God's, uh, uh, of God's um, will for our lives. To snatch us from that slavery to sin into adoption into sonship into heirship wow wow this is what i want you to understand we have been adopted into our heavenly family with god as our father and co-heirs with jesus the son it is a family of freedom it is a family of unending love it is a family of peace, of riches untold, hallelujah, of glories unending. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that family? Wow. I don't know about you, but I am glad I'm part of the family of God, aren't you? For too long, listen to me, church, for too long, the church has been dormant. It's time we realize that we have been spiritually adopted. And with this adoption comes strength. With this adoption comes power. With this adoption comes authority. With this, with this adoption comes God-like faith, assurance of who we are in Christ Jesus. It comes with truth victory, righteousness, purity, love, help in times of weakness, and a whole lot of other blessings, just to name a few. That is what we need to understand. Why? Because we have Abba Father, our Heavenly Father, the one who brought us out of the bondage of sin and brought us into life eternal. Yes, yes, Life can throw trials and challenges our way, but we are overcomers through Christ. And we must know that our inheritance is greater 
Listen to me, church. Our inheritance is greater. Our sonship, our daughtership, our heirship is so much greater than any suffering or pain we will ever endure on this earth. Can I get an amen to that? Hallelujah. It goes on to say that in uh, verses 18 through 28 and even beyond the whole entire chapter, I encourage you to meditate on it in, uh, in Romans chapter number eight. So we need to get that through our thick skulls, this, this uh, clear depiction of sonship, our spiritual adoption through our heavenly father, through Christ Jesus, his only begotten son, who he sent for us. I certainly hope that these messages have been a blessing to you and that this one in and of itself has been a blessing to you because it's a good reminder. I know, I know that many of you probably are sitting there saying, yeah, I kind of know this. Oh yeah, you know, this, this isn't such a, a fresh revelation. Well, I have news for you. <laughs> it is a fresh revelation because the more that we meditate on God's word and these beautiful revelations that he gives us, the better we can walk our life with Christ, the the more assurance we have in our walk with Him, the 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 more victory we will we will encounter through trials and tribulations, through persecutions, through all of these things that can head our way. We have that assurance. Don't you understand that the early church actually understood this? This is why Paul had these writings and encouraged the believer in his day with these writings, with these letters. And so they had to understand that. How do you think they endured the persecutions they endured during their time? They endured because they understood sonship. They endured their spiritual adoption. They endured because they knew, they knew the mysteries of the inheritance. God was with them. God strengthened them because they knew who they served. They knew who their Abba was. And aren't you glad that we do too? Aren't you glad that we can hold on to those promises? And aren't you glad that we can overcome? We are overcomers. Hallelujah. Well, I pray that that revelation has blessed you. I pray in the name of Jesus that uh, those of you that may be not too familiar with our uh, services and with our church, that you would come alongside of us and uh, just partner together with us and listen to our messages when we come live and, uh, and just share this message with your friends and your families maybe those that have been going through some difficulties in their lives i know i know many of our church family which obviously is pastor and i being uh, your spiritual parents we know the struggles that you've gone through we know the things that you've faced uh and and we've prayed you through it and we know that god has seen you through it uh, but it's it's good to know that even though we go through the things that we go through we have this assurance Amen. That we're a family. We can stick together. And we have that, that adoption through our Heavenly Father. Visit us at wordoffaithglobal.org. You can see that website, that link there on your screen. If this message has blessed you and 
you feel led of the Lord to sow a seed into our ministry, you can do that right there at wordoffaithglobal.org and you can click on the giving tab or the giving banner. It's super safe to uh, give online. And many of you give already of your tithes and offerings and your seed offerings through there. We thank you for that and your first fruit offerings. We so appreciate that. But if the Lord's instilled in your heart to just sow a seed, because listen, the the, the way that we can continue these live stream uh, messages and that we can support other ministries beyond this uh, nation that we live in uh, is through your giving and it's through your faithfulness. So we appreciate when you are obedient to God in that aspect. May I pray for you tonight? Hallelujah. Father, I pray that this message has fallen on good soil. And I know that I know that when it falls on good soil, it produces much fruit. So I pray a blessing over every single one of these that have listened to this message tonight and those that are going to be listening in the future. I pray the blessing of the Lord upon them in Jesus' mighty name. I pray peace upon their lives, even in the midst of turmoil and struggles that they might be going through. I speak peace. Shalom, peace over every single person on the sound of my voice tonight in Jesus' mighty and precious name. And for those of you that want to recommit your life to Christ or those of you that are listening tonight and maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to do so, let me lead you into this prayer. Just say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus and I receive him tonight into my heart. I want him to be my Lord, my master, my redeemer. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness and help me to walk a good life and a good walk with you, Father. Show me in your word, Holy Spirit, how to walk righteously before God. And I thank you that you have cast away my sins into the sea of forgetfulness tonight as I have prayed this prayer. And I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen and amen. If you said that prayer, if you've recommitted your life to Christ or you've said that prayer for the first time, send us a message and we'd love to get to know you and we'd love to pray for you as well. You could send us your prayer request at wordoffaithglobal.org as well. Anyway, we thank you for tuning in tonight and uh, we will see you all very, very soon. Tune in on Sunday. Pastor has a wonderful message to share with every single one of you. And we just can't wait to see you. God bless you. May the Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name. Take care. We love you. Bye-bye.